Welcome to the World of Wisdom podcast. My name is Amit Paul, and today I have two wonderful guests, and we're going to have a bit of an experiment together. There is uh, the reason for us being here is because uh, Ola introduced us, and then uh, I thought it would be fun to be three because I like there's like a different dynamic with a conversation of three. So welcome, very very welcome to the podcast, Ola Jubilin and Kaisa Balkfors. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm, I don't, I had a idea of a light frame, but I'm, I'm not gonna, it will be apparent in the title by now, but I am going to start us off like I always do on this podcast. And, uh, perhaps Ola, you, you, uh, are, uh, you've listened to some of the episodes, so you know what's coming. Uh, so I'm going to start with you. Um, who, who are you, Ola Jubilin? Mm, yes, I am an avid uh, listener to to the World of Wisdom podcast. Um, that is true. And um, today, I am a friend. I think. Um, yeah, that comes to mind. Uh, I'm a friend who who wants to be a friend as well <laughs> um that to me um yeah friendship is is kind of like being there uh i like to i like to show up or be be available um for others and i rem- remind myself as well uh, occasionally uh, for myself but um uh, yeah, we can probably get into some of that somehow, but there, there's there's something around uh, being there for others, um, and being there in sort of community or in in friendship that's very valuable to me in my life. So I think I'll yeah I'll stop there. I'm a friend. Beautiful. That's good. And then Kaisa, I can I think. You know what's coming. I'm going to ask you the super simple. This is the simplest question all day. Um, who are you, Kaisa Bakfors? Um, I am, of course, as everyone, many things. Um, inspired by overline finding, beginning the answer. Um, uh, connected to you i'm um uh, i'm a explorer of uh, change uh of um uh, how things uh, work how we work uh, how we could work how that change can happen as humans as society uh I think that has been a, a question my my whole life, and also followed what what I do and with whom I do things. Um, I'm I'm also very much a practitioner. Uh, I uh, so now I'm I'm learning how to be in a podcast by being in a podcast, but I um, I 
don't read myself to understanding things or I, I, I don't study societal change. I'm part of societal change or I am, I'm uh, very connected to community. So hence I live in a community and this part of building a community or I, uh, what I care for, I need to do to understand it and to learn uh, and uh, be part of it. So I think a practitioner is, is very much uh, uh, part of who I am. Uh, and I'm also, um, I think, a host and a harvester. Um, like how, how to yeah create and hold spaces or support others uh, to be present and uh, have conversations or build things or be in change but i'm also very much a harvester like what comes up when we do things and what are those i like the word the name of your podcast but like what are those seeds of wisdom and how can those seeds become wisdom? And wh- how do we nurture them and uh, and uh, make them grow? So uh, a harvester is is also very much uh, what what I am. And there are mm. yeah, there are so many things that uh, interest me. But I think the the human the human uh, being and becoming and uh, togetherness and uh, yeah what what is the purpose and the point and uh, here and beyond is is also very much of who I am and I'm a gardener and an aunt (laughs) and a friend (laughs) and maybe it makes sense to to start in that um, the first corner that popped up, like the change the change corner. Um, I mean, there's this there are these like platitudes or like these um, things that people say that like the only thing that's constant is change, and uh, there is this desire I feel like in our society right now or a focus on change but actually maybe probably more on like novelty like the new seems to take a lot of space in in uh, our media and our communications and in the academic world and so forth um and i'm really curious about i got really curious right now about sort of that that um how would you say it like division between like the new or like the novel and and change and then like how does that look like from a practitioner's point of view are they related and if so how or like i don't know if that makes sense as a question it just kind of bubbled in me right now um i'm just thinking there's so many ways that we misunderstand change or at least that i feel like we misunderstand change that are not helpful uh, in order to be trying to work with it or actually to enact it. So I'm, I'm curious about those threads. Um, and now I destroy the question, but uh, something along that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so 
or, or what what comes up is this um, with uh, um, with the new because um, sometimes change is also it it can be letting go of both the new and the old uh, <laughs> this uh, everything that is new um, or or let me say this I think a lot of the uh, change that I'm interested in are very much related from within uh, like if it's it's um, sustainable change it comes from within and a lot of the conversations about new is outer things uh material things or technological things or or things there but uh for for change to be be able to uh, flourish or to be meaningful or to be connected it, it needs to be related to um uh, how we feel behave think like from from within um so it's also inner outer when it comes to new and change so could you say something about because i have what you just said uh, we have it in the recording, but I only heard like maybe seventy percent of it. So would you? Uh... <laughs> uh, well, well uh, I I I take from your question like the relationship between new and change uh, that uh, I find a lot of the conversation about the new is uh, about. Um, systems or technology or or ways of of working um and the conversations uh my for me is uh, for for those to have a meaning or a point or to be connected it's a lot about inner change because uh, yeah. if all the solutions for change are on on uh, an intellectual level or a technological level or uh, any of those levels without a connection to how and why we behave and, and are together uh, real uh, like the the one plus one equals three doesn't uh, arise so there's something with yeah. with that that comes up for me yeah and I, th I think as as a, I think that's part uh, of why being a practitioner <laughs> is is part of me because if I, uh, I know for myself or in my own change and or development uh, and learning, or with what I do, uh, uh, it it's a big gap between what I know, <laughs> and and what I am or what I do. So, so an idea uh, or um, a purpose needs to be grounded in me or us and, and not only stay there as something I'm conscious about. It needs to go into action to become real change. Uh, and, and, and that's, yeah, a big puzzle. That's really yeah. 
Because it, it sounds, I mean, that's part of what I'm thinking a lot about actually now is like, there are these new things that appear in the world as you put them, uh, put it. And, and in a way, there's like a way to find a um, way to relate to them. And, and one strategy, if I'm doing the extremes now, like one strategy is to say like, no, 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 there's nothing new here. Like it's all, like you just pick up the parts that you recognize and that are like the same mechanisms that you, you've done before. And then you don't investigate it so much, but you kind of keep, you just adapt some of your habits, maybe a little bit, or, or like you just pick up the habits that, you're, that are constructive or that can relate to this thing. And then you just do that. And then there's the other way, which is like, oh, everything is new. It's a new economy. It's a new everything. We just need to let everything else go. Let's just throw all the old stuff out the window. It's it's a new world. Everything's saved, you know, or or we're screwed. Whichever, you know, whatever your your um, preferences. Um, and and there's something to be said. I, I have a very strong sensation that it's like both, and and like that those habits are so important, but to to also see. Like be able to investigate things in a way that are constructive in dealing with whatever actual changes there. But like, I, I love the distinction between that the novel, like new and and change, are not the same thing, and that change is is something else. But new might lead to change if we relate to it differently. But it requires that as well, and, and relating differently requires discernment and also letting it sink, maybe like into the body then, or like into our actions um i want to bring in a a perspective that comes up for me when when i hear you uh, talk is uh, like i think about the natural world i think about the the plants outside my window or the the trees um and i think about change and and movement or uh yeah change the the broad broad uh, sense of change you know it, what what do we define as change like is it the is it the um uh the hibernation phase during winter where there there's so much going on under the earth and in the trees or plants uh, that's that's happening that's like readying the the organism for what is yet to come and Yet we don't see, we see barren trees, for example, and then like I've seen here in in my nearby forest, you know, from one week to the next, there, there's like a, just an explosion of greenery. So where was that? Like, did that change happen just that week, or was the change there before then? Um, and so I'm I'm thinking about that and also kind of mirroring what you said guys about what happens on the inside and then what might be visible on the outside and then again it's it's it can be very different like uh, do we see do we see the same tree that we saw last year do we point to it and say ah oh, no change it's the same tree or do we say wow it changed all its leaves it's it's grown all these new branches there's going to be completely new flowers and perhaps fruits if that's a fruit tree uh or where whatever it carries and and if it's a chestnut uh, you know that's gonna 
grow all these new chestnuts and they're going to drop to the ground and they're going to get stuck to someone's uh, shoe and, and go to the grass on the other side. And, you know, that there's all of that going on. And, uh, and then you have the whole ecosystem. A lot there. That's, that's the life going on. <laughs> And it's constant change. Back back to your mention of the platitude, uh, but it's so fascinating that it that it is constantly in 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 motion, even if it's gestating, even if it's like you know a, a pregnant belly is constantly the changing. Both actually the the mothering, the the carrying, and the uh, the baby inside is, but but you might not see it so much uh, in in different periods, etc. Uh, but the child is already there, even long before the big visible to the outside change happens when the child is birthed. Um, so that's just something that comes to my mind when around these issues. Yeah, it's the 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 um, uh, organic process of change, and I find that with it, the um, when it's um, nature's change uh, and the natural flow of it, and then when it's human-driven change, uh, what we can um, learn uh, from nature, but also how we can hold our capacity to actually uh, choose change and and drive change and what what then uh what what does it then uh take yeah to do to um not be a victim of change but to be an actor in change because uh, i fi- i find um uh, a common like almost fatigue uh, in humanity of all the change that are driven for us and sometimes we also like become consumers of the new because uh, it so us as uh, actors or practitioners of life becomes uh, um, less because it's the, yeah change is driven for us mm. uh, and maybe that's because the trees and nature are in relationship uh, uh, that we don't see <laughs> but uh, to be able to grow and us as humans uh, are also that but it's not uh, we have another system that we created <laughs> that also is driving it so uh, what can we do with that mm. i feel a responsibility as a human being <laughs> to do something with that mm. I'm curious because one of the questions that we um, that popped up in my notes as I was going through like our pre-call um, was like, how are you with change, like, or how can you be with change? Or I don't know what exactly the English translation translation would be, but uh, like, what is the what is a way to be an agent or an actor in change rather than just a victim of change, as you just put it, Kaiser. Yeah, I think maybe the but my latest experience. I don't know uh, when you felt that, like when when I know I changed, 
myself because I think you need to <laughs> uh, change yourself to be part of change. Um, and now in in May, I spent um, four weeks in in um, Malmo with uh, uh, six, uh, sometimes ten other people, where we uh, talking about <laughs> change, but where we hosted a, a experience based uh, space and exhibition for children and and uh, teachers uh, for small small children in the daycare system or preschool system uh, about sensitivity and imagination and play and uh, during that time because it's such such an intense time and we lived together uh, we worked uh, uh, so intensely all the time so there there we talked about like what are the conditions we need to hold in space to be able to be in that constant like present and learning because we met um well, 1500 children and and uh, adults during that time and every day were like the, the mornings we had uh, groups from preschools every afternoon it was diff new workshops with leaders or teachers and every evening we also had programs so we were in like in, in constant learning, in constant, like the quality of the relationship between us determined the quality of our hosting for those who came. So we were very dependent on um, being in, in good relationship uh, with each other. And to be able to do that, you need to be in good relationship with yourself. Uh, and uh, so the conditions were the container we created for that was uh, um for me it was like oh the when i wake up in the morning the normal like the thought patterns that sometimes like usually greet me when i wake up some of them that i don't want to spend time with <laughs> but i spend more time with normally there were no space for those to stay so I needed to find a way to just let them go <laughs> and uh, and also to choose to have a much like warmer relationship to me and to everybody I worked with. Uh, there were no like space for doubts that otherwise can um, take up space uh, and to be like present with the purpose. So it was this like boot camp for a lot of change that I desired for years. Uh, but having this over this long, longer time and having the conditions where I could grow in that change made me uh, like realize like when, when the time was over, like, oh, something shifted. I, I have changed in my my feelings and in my thoughts and also uh, in in behaviors uh, in a way that I have grown uh, and I think that experience uh, also nurtures hope that uh, change on another scale is also possible it, it makes you become like humbly aware of what it takes to create those containers or conditions uh, and uh, 
but it also uh, gives hope that it's possible and also gives me some direction of what what is mine to like nourish when it comes to change uh we need we need all kinds of uh we need idea uh idea uh, uh makers and uh, strategists and builders and but we also need to like focus on those conditions for for change to become um and uh yeah i'm not sure i i answer to the questions but i i i related to to what you spoke of do you recognize yourself in this uh, uh like how when when you change yourself yeah i i think for me it's a, but what you spoke to relates very strongly um because it's like i engage with something and then at some point i'll notice a shift that like that a shift has occurred like but i i have a hard time seeing the change as it's happening and usually i kind of pick it up in the rearview mirror like something shifted here so it's like a you said something before around like the the trees are doing this like they're in relationship in order to um whatever like grow or or do their thing and I'm curious about that statement also, like, because I'm, I'm like, what if it isn't like, what if we're just in relationship? Like, what if we're we kind of have the the order of things wrong, and then like, as we are in relationship, then things shift, or like they have a possibility to shift, so that we can become whatever we are supposed to be. But but it, of course, it relates to like the context that we are willing to engage with, or like that we are in. Even even if we're not willing to engage, we think that we are in certain contexts and they, they make us like, it's that idea of extended cognition, um, in a way of like, we, we become like, it's the, what is it? Ubuntu, like the, I am because we are, or, or that, that whole way. And so I just, I, I noticed that often when I, I don't think I could point to, I could point to like events afterwards that I think were important in something shifting, but I don't know to your point before, Ola, like, I don't know necessarily when the change happened, like, or if I'm qualified to say <laughs> like, mm. when, when I changed, like, yeah. yeah. I really like the, that you bring that in the, the, that notion or the question, the wondering or curiosity around, yeah, what's, what's the order of, the relationship and the the, the part, <laughs> if you will, um, and and I uh, again I kind of um, go into like uh, the the biological um, frames of like a cell a cellular level. You know, is 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 the cell the thing or is is it the the organ <laughs> that those cell uh, cells um, make up, or is it the the collection of of organs and matter that makes up the entire organism, or is it the the organisms that make up the entire ecosystem, or is it the ecosystems that make up the 
the planet or the planets that make up the cosmos. Uh, so I think that's uh, and and I believe that it's both also or everything. Um, the the old everything is everything uh, line, <laughs> um, but there's there's such a beautiful poetic truth to that, Lauren Hill, right? Uh, that. I think the because I I might I'm I am also not just sort of what I hold what I contain but I'm also a uh, repository or a, um, I am also the relationship if you will like um, in in this particular call I am I'm a connector between uh, not just it turns out uh, the the organism Amit and the organism Kaisa but I like put them together and you invited me in. And so there's, there's this new flux of things going on. Um, so I think it's, it's very, it's very permeable and malleable. And I think um, we don't, we, we never exist as only um, separate entities. Uh, but I, I, what I, what I also, what came up for me, Kaisa, when you were speaking about your recent experience, uh, is the the pace, the pace aspect, and um, also, yeah, there's some sort of something about a qu- the quality, um, and I, 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 I mean, my, my reason actually for getting you into this context is just also an admiration of, of and it was beautifully mirrored you put your own words to uh, i i would have a very very uh similar kind of description of you as sort of you gave of yourself in terms of th- those elements of practitionership and hostship and uh, community and, and change so i thought that was beautiful but um I wanted to say something more. Let's see if where that lands about the pace and the quality. Like there's something that happens in my experience as well when I push myself in in ways of like that they may be condensed. You know, set I set goals for example, and and we have a collaboration of some sort and. It's things happen really intensely, and then there's the sort of aftermath of that uh, that sometimes you try and capture in like reviews and so on um, or evaluations. But oftentimes, I think the integration of of the actual experience happens long after it has more. It can have more long lasting effects that you may only see very far ahead in the in the big rear, rear view mirror as you mentioned them um, depending on the the quality or the the quality of the investment that you put in and perhaps also something about the pace or the speed or uh, of, of the experience that's very um for me that rings very true because this is um quality like what what is am am i doing uh, 
uh, when when I'm stepping in uh, with with the purpose to contribute to change. Uh, for me, that's uh, like if if I'm in a context or a situation uh, where um, it's about change that is um, that I can't relate to or doesn't matter. I don't put myself in those situations, but I I, <laughs> I have in the past. But um, then there is no um, reason for me to invest m- myself into it. So it's a disconnect to to what what is there. So the the which also has an effect on the quality I bring to the table, or I give more than than I have to give. And it's something with uh, uh, finding those or creating those contexts where they can align, <laughs> where uh, the the ideal or the 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 causes uh that i work with or uh also relate to what i believe is is valuable for for me and others uh and then the integration kind of happens faster in that mm. phase where I also have a community and context that continues after that period. It's not, it's not going to a retreat uh, and uh, being, I'm not in a safe space of reflection or go to the other side of the world. Uh, when I was younger, I, I thought that like, I need to travel as far away as possible to find myself. Uh, but I, I stopped traveling far um, like years ago uh, to try to discover that closer by to also have that um, uh, continuous path. Mm. Uh, otherwise, you can get. I think that what you also you can get that uh, hangover almost from. Uh, being in intense processes. I think all of us have that experience of like building initiatives or companies or organizations and uh, uh, there can be hangovers after (laughs) intense periods. Uh, I'm... hmm. I I would actually actually like to hear... uh... I'm curious about the sensitivity aspects. I want to get back to that as well, but I'm curious on on this note that you were just on, I would like to hear you talk a little bit about building the the sort of organically expanding uh, local community that you've uh, been a part of building over the past, uh, I don't know, decade or more. Um, If you could mention some of that process wise or learnings or i don't know something that comes to your heart or mind it's almost like that question the easy question of who am i <laughs> in uh, be, being in community and um, but uh, i would you, uh, were you saying something amit no no just okay. breathing <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. Um, the uh, the context, like I, I think, um, it was 
12 years ago or I I was in relationship with uh, um, a bunch of people who we got to know each other from uh, from uh, being in in different courses about uh, self-development uh, or uh, self-leadership um, uh, everyone working with very different things, uh, but also interested in, in uh, personal and spiritual growth. Uh, and then um, it kind of like, okay, what can um, uh, you do that growth for yourself? But what, like, how can that be more of this <laughs> retreat thing? And what are the... Um, uh, values, uh, uh, how are those values that we seem to share? Uh, how do they become more than ideas? Connecting back to this, like <laughs> you can, uh, you can believe in things, but if you don't act on them, what are the value then? So, um, and then, um, some people, uh, first, like one, family moved to where I'm now. I'm looking at the uh, Ingera Fjord outside here. Um, uh, there was a house for sale. Uh, it's in the archipelago of, of Stockholm. Uh, and then the next house that was for sale in that area, another person bought. And over the uh, time period of two years, there's never any houses uh, sold here. Uh, but it opened up. Uh, by synchronicity or, or or something, but it opened up, and uh, so thirteen households were able to buy uh, houses here in uh, uh, different constellations. I I first bought a house with uh, two friends, and then uh, after a few years, I stayed in another house, and now I uh, bought a house uh, where I also can both live and host. Um, so like uh, infrastructural, we are <laughs> 13 uh, households, uh, so maybe 35 people with the children and the ages from like five to uh, 80. Uh, and uh, we have, we started to like both what is living in, a, I don't think I could live in a community where you live in a, in one big house and share everything. <laughs> I'm more interested in like how we have the ideas of of um, uh, the biological family or the company organization, but what is living in in community? Uh, so we uh, discovered that, and and there are lots of like eco villages, for instance, and we were more like uh, driven by more human values but if you are that everything else kind of follows we didn't start the community out of like oh i don't we can share cars or car rides to the school but when you live in a like more purpose driven community everything like that solves itself yeah but we started to also like what can we do with the spaces we have and uh, what, how can we host others here so we started to invite people uh, to play uh, uh, play and creativity are the 
the uh, human uh, what not behaviors, but what what we can do to uh, grow in our more uh, uh, soft capacities as trust and relationships and uh, imagination and uh, uh, yeah, be being together with all our differences. So we had like a hundred people in the woods in imagine uh, like imagination play, and uh, we started to have camps, and then we uh, got project funding and and uh, travel around Sweden with uh, uh, like rebuilding spaces and hosting people in in uh, play, and made films and. Uh, uh, then we also like how can we use the spaces? So uh, Tilda's garden is our shared garden, which is more uh, connecting to what you spoke about, Ola. More a garden for uh, growth and beauty, but it's also the space. Like I haven't, I never been to any other space. Like I live maybe um, um, five hundred meters away from that garden. But the it's like its own climate zone. It used to be like a harsh cliff, uh, and and uh, with just uh, fir, fir trees. Um, and it's now you go into this blossoming space, which is just its own uh, uh, world. Because um, it it the space kind of feels that the people that come there <laughs> are there to. Uh, care for something else and now that space is hosting um, uh, one of us is also a doctor so he has patient groups who come there every week uh, like post-covid patients and and others um so that's like one hub and then uh, my sister who also uh, is part of the community her space has become a um uh oven bakery uh, and uh, we built a, um, a, a stage where we can have uh, uh, theaters uh, uh, with uh, uh, with the kids that comes for camp and also host people and conversations and um, uh, bake bread with the youth that don't have the energy to go to school. Uh, we had um, uh, we hosted uh, a lot of the newly arrived immigrants during 2015 and beyond who stayed here, but also was part of uh, creating performances about their story. And um, my my uh, um, uh, the land where I'm at has a 30 meter long, uh, tall golden wood tower. That was built by uh, eighty people, <laughs> like a, a, a tower of hope uh, on another area. But we transported it here, um, which was like for me. It was we invited people for like a building playing day, uh, and I host. I I you know I hosted like thousands of conversations by now, and and. Uh, a lot of time you speak like, oh, it's us and them, and how can we have me have people meet beyond differences of opinions? And that was the like the first time I had um, the, uh, a father who also was in the um, 
extreme right wing party, the more violent one. I could see his tattoos, uh, and he was he and his kids were building uh, this this tower together with a whole group of Chinese immigrants and my Afghan friends, and everybody was like creating this. Because when we're building things and we when we kind of can let go of the uh, ideas that our opinions are what we are, something else can happen. So I'm very happy to have that on on my other neighbors here. Wonder what it is, but it's a good reminder. Uh, so most of the people, like everyone's, uh, my my other neighbor has the like daycare center for the small kids in their house. Uh, so every space based on who is there and, and what you can host has become something more than a personal home. Um, and, and the last uh, like three years, because we, and six years ago, we started a nonprofit like foundation um, and how can what can we do as a small independent um uh, like in a way non non professional uh, cuz the people here are like some is a gardener uh preschool teacher uh doctor house builder clay builder so artist is different things but what can we do um and and uh, from working with play and creativity, it led us into the value of sensitivity and emotions, uh, where a lot of parents who came to what we were doing said that uh, my child, uh, who don't like big groups, uh, who don't feel at home, uh, in a lot of spaces, uh, come here and and leave with the knowingness that I'm a social being and I can play. <laughs> so something happens in in what you're creating, mm. and and we found a researcher uh, Thomas Boyce who studied sensitivity for thirty years and like what are the conditions that because uh high high highly sensitive people or sensitive sensitive people can flourish in good conditions but in the harsh conditions and society that we live in they can also be amongst those who hurt the most because uh, we live in a society where almost like being sensitive is a weakness where being sensitive is also what makes us alive. Uh, so that inspired us to build a, build a project uh, about that. So we, we've been able to, through action research, like take over day, daycare groups over a length of time and just put imagination, sensitivity, uh, trust and play at the center. And uh, boom, the children like, then we can talk about change because <laughs> even wow. if they're three years old, they're already like led into uh, like 
you can see some of them almost like gave up or like, okay, I'm standing in line. This is how I'm supposed to behave or who I am or what I feel is not valid. <laughs> I need to act in accordingly. But when you get freedom and create the human and outer conditions for, for that to nourish, you can see the children behind their behaviors come alive. And and how does that land with the uh, um, with the, the the preschool teachers or the you know, the pedagogical staff? Yeah, I think they. Um, I think one um, uh, like leader of of uh, in in the Swedish pre preschool system you have a principal and then you have someone who's responsible for the pedagogical work and uh, one of those who are responsible for the pedagogical work she she reflected that um because we didn't we've been doing workshops with uh, pedagogues as well and she reflected that like it's it's like seeing the light turning on back on like being reminded on like why did i choose to work with children because the, mm. the preschool system is um, like, it's also a victim or, or of sorts of uh, new public management of um, uh, in the Swedish system. We are also very much like we we're experimenting with digital, digital tools. It's the only, uh, country in the world who has that as a condition that you need to be on, on digital devices as a three-year-old. It doesn't happen anywhere else in the world, <laughs> but there's lots of like, and as a teacher, you need to document everything that happens. So your space to be present with the children is limited. So to create a, a space where they got to like be and see the children, uh, grew a lot of like first frustration and then kind of a release and and re reconnection to why um and connecting to change i think that like uh, you need to be moved to get the energy to um to also do the change to have more of this because first comes there, oh, we need to change the system, we need to change the politics, we need to change all the outer conditions. But you can also let go of that and see that within the frame that we have, a lot of things can change and it starts with me. So, and then it becomes this, I need to uh, change and, and release myself of some of these <laughs> conditions. Uh, so I think, and that takes time and patience, but um, I think that, and it, I see, I've seen a lot of that. Like, yes, mm. uh, we're we're doing some of the most important work in society, caring for the upcoming generation and what they get during those years, like zero to six. That's what you you have your whole life. What you don't get there is very hard <laughs> to. Um, capture later on. So, 
I'm very passionate about the preschool teachers and their role. Yeah. It's huge. A long story. <laughs> but it's so beautiful. And, and I'm curious about the... Um, I get really curious about sort of the... Because you, you mentioned before too that the workshops that you were doing now with like the 1,500 people that you had been working with over... You know, and that you had sensitivity, imagination, and play, and that's what you were talking about now as well. And and then at the same time, I'm, you know, if I take sort of the the structural hat on, or like the motivation for like this, the whatever approach, whatever you want to call the approach that we have right now, is like, oh, but isn't it just chaos? And like, how can you allow that much freedom for kids? And like, you know, all of those things. Like, what what's your, what happens? Yeah, when you liberate them, as you said. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 um, you took on the reaction of uh, some of the preschool right. teachers. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I think if you, uh, if you, because we also framed when, when we, we had the, the, um, the preschool groups and could, uh, like take over, um, the the preschool teachers were of co- course like informed and their role was to observe uh, so and and also like uh, they they also spoke like I need to sit with my hands on my bum to not <laughs> interfere um, and but they were also given the time because we were four weeks with each group uh, yeah. over time. So they knew it was a, a process, which I think also helps to not not judge the um, uh, what happens in the moment, because of course there were moments of chaos, and and uh, but there's a, a, a difference between uh, if we link to complexity and change work, there's a, a difference between chaos and chaotic uh, when you're more in a destructive chaos. Uh, because we know through um, Matti Bergström, a Finnish brain researcher who, who just uh, also saw that uh, children, if they don't have uh, space for chaos uh, during your childhood, your brain doesn't develop fully. You need to be able to be sp- in space of chaos. If everything is linear and planned from the beginning, then you're you're limited in your uh, full development so we need to be in uh, uh, these emerging spaces uh, i think for me as a like i worked so much with uh, uh, system change and leadership and so on and and uh, uh, we can change as adults but part of me has given up of, of some of the adults but i want to create the conditions for for children to grow in those abilities and you can do it in a safe space like if, if you just take the the first 10 minutes when children arrive into the space um we took away all the coded materials like all the posters with here are the rules or the principles that are communicated from an adult perspective like you shouldn't do that or these are your rights or things but but from children, their world is play and imagination. So if we if we build a space with the sole purpose of, of supporting imagination, 
and play. And when they come in, the first 10 minutes has no adult agenda. The invitation is for them to do whatever you want in the space. Uh, so it's not letting go of control, but those 10 minutes is when the shy person can just stand and absorb the ones who needs to twirl around and, and run around can do that. And uh, uh, the boy who just like runs into the most beautiful space and just, I want to be beautiful. Like you can, you can arrive with your emotion and you are allowed to be as you are and, and with who you are. Um, the quality of the rest of the day, and for me as an adult to see that child, like who is she or he now, um, can just determine the rest of the day. So I can use my, what is inlevelse in English? My empathy, mm -hmm. like my, my, my ability to see behind and to see that person. Uh, when they are free, because there's so much, like we learn so much about that, like um, before it's even like 10 o'clock and time to have your like morning fruit. A lot of kids have, got, have gotten like 10 no's uh, or correction based on their behavior that comes from their emotion. So, so then, like what what we create then, because we talk about self of uh, sense of self, but you you develop more a sense of wrong than sense of self. Like, oh, mm. my emotion is wrong. I I shouldn't feel what I feel, or I shouldn't act on how I feel. But if we rather like we have a strong intention, we create, um, we we play, and we we. We um, have a purpose of the day, but we are in relationship with the children and we can see where they are and we can create with them as well. So it's not chaotic, it's uh, uh, creative and, uh, but the, the feelings that you react to is true. Like that's our like, oh, Lack of control, and a lot of lot of teachers reflected on that. Like, oh, it's easier for me to follow the plan. It's a safe space, but when I see that, because I don't know how to act in the moment, and and see the child, but when they discover that, then it's they need to use more of themselves and their own sensitivity, and that becomes so much more fun. And what they we're in for it from the beginning. So they become more of who they are with the children too. Now, I was wondering, you, 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 did, you mentioned specifically that you took away all the coded uh, material. Did you also introduce something? I, I know you mentioned before in a conversation about like uh, sort of decorating the space with textiles or non-coded, but still like imagination uh, triggering perhaps. Um, is that is that right? Is that like a key aspect, or is it just a, an added potential bonus? No, it's a, a 
because but like we know from um research uh amongst uh, about sensitivity and also the like child's development the environment that surrounds us and the human atmosphere that surround them has a really strong impact and if we build environments that uh, speak to uh, values as like school and knowledge and what's important is uh, <laughs> how you behave or how many letters you know, that signals to children that that's what's valuable. But if you create a space where the only important thing here is imagination, they react on it. Uh, and And the most like, cheapest and uh, most beautiful way of doing that is using materials in in different colors so we covered all the walls and we made like a dark space for the trolls or for this like to be alone and be uh, in all those sides we also have in it uh, in us um uh, I'm uh, I'm uh, using movement here to describe, but it doesn't uh, come out in words. But like uh, uh, energy and and uh, dark feelings, maybe, but also like um, uh, a forest of sheer uh, materials in in light colors, where the fairies and the elves kind of live. So like the darkness and the light and the big free space in the middle and always uh, space for sagas, for stories. You know, Amit is in, uh, you're in Iceland, so you know the mm -hmm. purpose of the, to listen to stories like the symbolic stories where we're reminded that the good can always conquer the evil or the bad or the dark. So always a space for stories. And so, so that uh, became where the space can host them. It's so fascinating to hear, because I'm wondering still about sort of the, I'm so curious about sort of that energy balance part. Like, as you said something around that the, it, would, it would invite more of the, pedagogues as well like of the teachers like they would there would be more of like they would have to not have to but i guess they would have to engage in a different way or like i mean put down some of the structural tools and like actually be present and i'm i'm wondering how because that's not necessarily easy or like it's it seems like a a big shift in in how you relate to your work and and to the kids and so forth and so yeah how does that part of the equation like work <laughs> yeah but i think like because because all of us also work like in in um organizations and and uh, meet cultures and, and build cultures with adults uh, and we know that like shifting cultures or building cultures is a hard thing um and i think like um that to be able to to have the like the patience that it take with yourself and each other, you need to really um, have a, a connection to the why, because mm. it's not like it takes more the, than the intellectual understanding that 
oh, this would be good or we have we have a really great like brand identity and core values uh but but what is this strong relationship so i think the um uh, like every workshop or or even lectures that we do are experience based <laughs> so you you get to uh, be uh get yeah get to connect yourself to what we're speaking about because uh, if you have the experience of what you're creating for the uh, children, if you understand that with more than your intellect, that that can fuel the patience to do the work of mm. of change. Yeah. But it takes, like Ola was in, like it's this like time frame that we don't think um, that it's change is a, a quick thing. <laughs> It's also to like almost commit to a process of change. No, this is one because I'm, I'm imagining you're also liberating the teachers in a way. And and like what you're speaking to in regards to like seeing kids thriving and so forth. I imagine that for a lot of people that work in a preschool, that's why they were, that's why they're there. Like it seems to be like a very core maybe desire of of the people that are engaged in that profession, which is very different than like, let's implement this new value statement or like this new slogan or this new organizational hierarchical organization that you have to relate to now, or like that new boss or like feedback talk or, you know, new meeting structure or whatever it might be that you would have in an organization, which is might or might not relate to your core passion for why you chose your profession or whatever. Yeah, but we know, like, you know, also, um, you're also building organizations. Like, it's it's more important that each individual that is committed to that organization has a a personal link to the values that you share than that everybody can repeat them by by heart. Like it's it's the personal understanding that will make it happen. And it's the same same thing for me. I don't know if you relate. Yeah, absolutely. Also. It's the embodied, yeah, the embodied knowing or uh, embodied relating of the values and living of the values rather than the the intellectual yeah intellectual ability to repeat them so um i i think i just wanted to also like mirror that it it just seems also so again beautifully mirrored in the sort of village that you described before about your your community that you created amongst cross or transgenerational um space uh with with 13 or so households that, um, um, you you know, you're still working within the, the completely the same framework as everyone else who kind of owns a property that they bought for money in exchange. And now they have a plot uh, drawn lines on a map, (laughs) which delineates, uh, marks my territory versus yours. But, and, and even though you, you work within those same, um, frameworks you've changed the sort of inside of it if you will like you've changed the the personality or the the, the liveliness of 
that of the relations so then you then you can suddenly have a community bakery a garden a, um you know a space that people i i assume feel tricky word again then but like a, a joint ownership of <laughs> maybe the ownership is irrelevant it's it's um uh, yeah we have such economistic terminology for that it's like ownership or investment but perhaps there's there's meaning behind those words that have been skewed along the way um but you're actually kind of expanding the idea of the household um and and in in the in the example of the preschools you're redefining what can happen within these walls that actually goes more true speaks more truly to the core purpose of what's supposed to happen within those walls but have been, has been forgotten along the way because it's been regulated or templated or boxed in different ways and then our education systems have run people through training programs um, that kind of skew them to like you say that the, the mo what's prioritized is to document what's prioritized is to have the values on the wall not not perhaps how you embody it and how you create the um, the grounds for freedom and exploration to happen and thriving to happen among uh, growing little individuals and groups uh, now i think this like because uh, i i i work so much with like system change and and like uh, politics and uh long processes or building organizations and and uh like in a way, uh, on from outer perspective, I I like semi done semi done uh, like a, a anti career because I've gone <laughs> from uh, from like uh, uh, working on on those positions to seeing like okay, but it's the 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 people within the organizations and and uh, the the culture within and amongst that does the real change uh and for me now we have different things but like uh, we need to start with the children if we want change in the long term um and uh but i also appreciate that i i, I get to be in both worlds <laughs> but it's this uh um it's like yeah everyone who starts that movement matters and what can we do to support it and that, that also really speaks to something that i've been thinking about uh recently and yeah it's very present for me is is that this notion of the one solution or you know the the, the, the my, my idea that's gonna crack everything and and or my initiative is is incredible is and it may so be and it may you know we, we're all perhaps making change and making a difference in in our way in our respective areas and contexts and and that's great it, it, 
but but this sort of illusion or the also um uh, yeah the illusion that uh we're like if we're in this comparison game of like well we're taking market share or like we're we're winning uh that's a bit irrelevant and that idea that notion i think needs to keep shifting uh, towards a different understanding of the complexity of of how things work even when even within the societal progress or societal positive societal change type of uh, conversations um, it's not so much relevant of like who's making the greatest impact because we don't know we don't know that now we don't know even in the rear view mirror, rear view mirror, like when, uh, when are you talking about sort of evaluating the the actual effect of the change? Uh, are we talking seven generations ahead, or what perspective are we uh, having? And for whom? And maybe it's the like I think one one uh, like practice that we had where we have done in our community is like we, we moved so many like really re- really big rocks because we live in archipelago and we built houses together and we like and you move a lot of rocks and it's really good to get that like embodied experience because if you're going to move a, a huge heavy block uh, it's never like one push uh you need to move from every angle and you need like big muscles and small muscles and tricks and and you you work on it and you work on it and all of a sudden it moves so when when it moves it's not who did it but you did it in all these ways and then all suddenly it moves uh and it gets you get that somewhat like humble awareness that we need all the different perspectives there is no as you say one solution or one person who did it uh and yeah i not that my solution is is um the right here but as a practitioner i'm of that belief that we need some of that embodied understanding how how change work or how movement starts yeah and as the practitioner you're also context bound right i mean it's not it's not the same journey through every preschool i imagine even though the principles might be the same or some of the sort of drivers or some of the things that you would like you might have a checklist but that checklist is going to kind of you're going to dynamically apply it as a practitioner and, and you don't have to write the scalable school book for like do this always here's the method here's the standard practice for for um preschool change for everyone everywhere forever (laughs) no i I think that's good because it's like we just like uh pre uh, uh got the preprint for uh a method book on this and, and we're calling it a, like sensitivity a method book for preschools but it's more of a self-help book because with that like you're you're saying some of the things that are say said in the in the pre-word that there is no method like there is no script you can follow but but part of the solution is that you are the method so 
how can you step into it? So, yeah. I love that. I mean, it's about sort of I, this, like maps and territories as well. I heard someone reflect on that. I mean, the map isn't the territory. And at the same time, the map is a territory. It is. It becomes something when, depending on how we relate with the map, like it, it might or might not sort of become more or less of the territory. And like, there has to be discernment in how we apply these maps onto um, these different contexts that we engage in. Because we, you know, some people strictly follow the map, and that's that. Um, that can be a very a great disservice. And even if you did everything according to the book to de-risk your own thing, or like to have to, to not have to be present with it, or not deal with the responsibility that it would take if you would show up as yourself and do your own thing, and that would, you know, wreck something. Then, then. Um, uh, I mean, there seems to be consequences there that are, that are, um, yeah, we need to be careful with our words. Let's put it that way, at least. I, I like that aspect as well, uh, uh, bringing in the map and the territory. Uh, and uh, what comes up for me is orienteering, mm -hmm. you know, orienteers. Uh, I, I loved orienteering in, in school. I haven't done it since, but <laughs> um, like, just looking at the map, figuring out which one is the rock and which one is the sort of incline and that tree, it's, it's, it can be exciting to see the natural representation, the, the physical thing in front of you that you saw on a map and identify like, ah, okay, that's that. Then I can, then I can locate that in relationship to some, that other thing and the direction that I'm going and, you know, what's, what are the um, directions here, north and south and, east and west and where do i need to go next um i think it's it, it is super relevant to to have the maps there not as not as um, per, um, um portrayed to be the landscape but just as uh, also made with you know hopefully made with integrity and intention like it's really important for me in making this map that this stone is, you know, it's a quite a, like you said, quite a chunk. It's quite a boulder, so it needs to be on the map. So I'm going to put it here, and I'm going to draw it like we always drew, draw uh, significant rocks and so on. So, so there's there's like integrity and intention in in all the in all, along the entire way. You know, it's not. Uh, uh, but then if some like politician or figure stands up and shows the map and says that this this is what this is what's right that's when it becomes uh, tricky or wrong yeah i appreciate that cuz it's it's the uh, like one dimensional aspect of it when we start to speak of the uh, map as the truth and uh, i think there's like to hold these as like have to hold many aspects at the same time like it's very good that there is a a, a learning plan in preschool and there are rules that we need to follow and it's this uh so how we can uh hold hold both of them um and I think, like uh, Amit, when you um, speak of this, of like wh when you need to change, and, and uh, I think one one thing um, 
that it's hard. And I think one thing that I learned through like living in uh, in community and working with this is like I I noticed earlier when I uh, I'm I'm closing to like oh here is here is change coming up because uh, my resistance comes <laughs> alive like oh I don't want to do this and I think uh, I think this. Um, on on this uh, podcast note of of wisdom like when when i start to notice um that aha i'm resisting this um then it's probably something that some work i need to do within myself or choose not to do then i can if can i be transparent that i don't want to do that change uh, and to be honest with that, not to, to cover it up with, oh, but I can't or uh, different circumstances like it's too hard for me. I'm 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 not going to do it or uh, I want to take a rest. But to be more aware of <laughs> what is it that I'm facing? Yeah, I mean, that's that's so even saying if you've never said I don't want to change before to the person that's trying to change you or like where you think you're in a change process with. I mean, the, the, the tricky thing is that that's probably also change in a way that, that you know, it happens no matter what. It's just diff- like it will take different routes and it will find the way given the restraints that you've put in place. And that's also what I heard you speak to with regards to like the preschools with the plans and the goals and the targets and the reporting and like all of those things are there. And then, but at the same time, it seems like you've been able to find space in all of that, like all of those cluttered territories, like between those, like within the frame, uh, given all the things that we've restricted or taken out, there still seems to be like room for dancing. Like you can still play with it and like you can still like have fun with it. And like some of the stuff might even be enjoyable or like, you know, challenge your creativity and like, how do we work with this in a constructive way or like in a, in a way that fills us with joy or whatever and so i mean what i'm trying to say i guess is like if we accept that um change is inevitable then um like even our resistance to change is whatever i mean it's just information it's like a new way for us to take shape like i mean in in form like to form us in some particular path um or shape or form or yeah i don't know exactly what we are becoming but like maybe it's a, a certain unfolding or something like that that's that's ongoing or like yeah and Unfo- i like unfolding unfolding is a good word because it's like all this stuff that comes comes becomes visible that wasn't before um, emergence is beautiful as well yeah and also to to um to to know like we, we know through research that a lot of our energy uh, around change mm. uh, is targeted toward things we can't change. Uh, so, uh, or we're not willing to do what it takes to change. Like, oh, the politics are are wrong. Well, then you can become a politician, but maybe you're not. But but still, we're using so much energy to complain or to be frustrated by the conditions. And and if we could just take some of that energy <laughs> to like, okay. These are the conditions in place, but 
what are my space here? Uh, and if if we use that space, our like the, uh, our impact or empowerment to actually have uh, an impact on our surrounding grows. So in the long term, that outer change that we thought was the issue might change through that. So I think like the, where um, the unfolding or the emergence is like what what we pay. Uh, pay our attentions or focus or put our energy towards. Yeah, it's like the, I don't know how that's going to land in this context, but it's like the golf analogy. Like if you're, I don't know if you're golfers, but it's like if you're on the tee of, of and like you're going to hit the ball out, like, and it's like, you're just going to start. And then you look at the, you look out and like what they do a lot with golf courses is that when you look at it, it looks very different from what it actually is. So like when you look at it from a particular angle, then you're going to see like, oh, there's a lot of water over there and there's a lot of sand over there. And it's like really high grass over there. And then your perception of when you look out is like the, the fairway that you want to hit, like, the, like where you want to land, that's really small. And then, so if you start focusing on all these obstacles, then like that's where you land typically. Uh, whether if you can focus on the fairway, yeah, then you can actually like, and, and like, there's also certain like knowing of that. If you walk the course before and you're like, okay, this is really big. Like all of the relevant things that I have to take into account of given like how, how far I normally hit the ball or like roughly where I normally, like there's a lot of space here, but it's like you create this, like the, that's the challenge. Like they create that mental obstacle of like looking at the thing and it doesn't look like, doesn't look the way that it is, but from a distance and from where you start, if you haven't like sort of walked the, walk the territory. It looks like there's no space to land. There's nothing to do. Everything is given. Of course, I'm going to land in the water. And, and you know, that's that. And like, as you start believing that story, the probability of you, of course, you could miss the water because you're a terrible golf player. That's what I usually do. Try to hit the water and then miss it anyways. But, but um, uh, normally you would sort of land where you don't want to go because you've just defined where you don't want to go instead of defining where you want to land or like, want to go and like, I don't know, it's just something around that space thing and like space and time is like very different as you're interacting with it versus as you're thinking about it. And, and kind of what you said now about the politician, like the, the energy that we put into things that are more or less fixed, um, but that don't really restrict us. Like we don't necessarily, they don't, doesn't really have an influence on us at this point. Like there are so many other things that we could do that we don't even have to worry yet about the things that we can't do. And then down the line, at some point, you might run into those restrictions, but then you have to adapt, I guess. Um, I guess that's what I want to say. Not very stringent. Ola, I interrupted you as well. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, something completely different popped up <laughs> as, you were, as you were speaking. Uh, relating to our inability to know what is yet to come um i think it relates back to both something that you mentioned just before we started this conversation but um you know like where am i at right now and how am i looking at where i'm at in relation to where i think i might be going or i should be going and that's where that's where so much gets gets uh, not so constructive like uh, and I, I also what something else that becomes very present for me is the process of uh, being in labor like giving giving birth 
and like in in sort of embodied natural uh, birthing wisdoms you or and techniques as well methods <laughs> um you just focus on this particular this one contraction is everything it's it's all that counts just exactly where you are right now all you need to focus on just being relaxing into that contraction and not focusing on how long is this going to take how open am i um you know how long yeah uh, when is the baby coming um is it going to hurt more soon um that's only that's that's fear that's only going to make things worse so if you're able to be in the exact moment of the the pain you might be experiencing if if you're able to breathe diffuse whatever you need to do then that's that's all you can do um so and and then the the really really difficult work becomes to to be able to just be present and just do what is actually good for the brain and body um in the that particular moment and i think that's a kind of relevant analogy to other aspects of our lives and society as well um in terms of what we what the pictures we paint of where we are and in relation to where we want to go etc and i think i wanted to kind of bring us towards towards some sort of closure and i was wondering if you think it's a good idea to to like end with a with some reflection on like how how do you know like what when is change done or like when is a change done or like how do you know because in the in the example that you just gave Ola then there's like a there's a result there's a baby <laughs> you know and I'm curious about that type of change where it's like there there could be a baby at some point versus like some of the stuff that we've been talking about now, which seems to be just constant, like ongoing and rolling, so forth. So I'm just curious if that's a is that a good ending question, or is there something else that wants to be said at this point? Yeah, I think it can be. I think it can be a good ending question, but it's not an ending, right? It's never. It never is because the the baby no. arriving is just the 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 beginning of something new, right? Um, and then sort of every day just follows <laughs> every moment and every day just follows the next so i think it's i think it's very useful like just to go back to my example of the contractions it's very useful there's it's also part of the technique to just uh, for example to just okay that's that was the end of that contraction boom gone never coming back to that contraction again now i can rest for a moment before another wave comes and it's important that i rest during this period because that's all the rest i'm going to get for now um so i i do think that it's important to to mm, kind of uh 
be aware of our steps and progression if it's directionality or if it's multi um but they're never they, they can be useful for us to to acknowledge as as ends but they're just a continuation uh, and that can be that can be perhaps comforting in in another level to to know that it's a continuation so if it creates confusion then it needs some more some more exploring but um, i think hold like like kaisa mentioned before like holding the different perspectives holding the different levels or nuances uh, can be really useful as well for us so you know when you know and 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 actually perhaps <laughs> so no but uh, and also listening to other stories <laughs> you can listen to other stories that's what you can do and for example i mean uh, what i'm i referred to an actual technique that someone technicified or methodified you know it's just wisdom that's been there someone put words to it and wrote it in a book and, that, and now it's method but and it can be useful to other people other people are going to be in processes that look very different and it's not useful at all for perhaps for them but then that's that's how we can that's sense making basically uh, you can listen to stories um, however they're produced or displayed and then you can make, put them in relation to your own life experience and, and see what's relevant to me so i like that me- metaphor uh uh and I don't think I I have a, ba- a better one, but like but the, the one I was thinking about was is relating to that 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 um, I think this pattern of um, that we speak of in in complexity or in in like participatory leadership of um, divergence, emergence, convergence, like the breath pattern that. Uh, in in a bigger breath, <laughs> like the uh, um, if if you're um, uh, becoming a, par- a parent, the bigger breath is is from that to when you're you're dying and uh, the child moves on. That's your like the parenthood breath pattern. But then the bir- the birth is a breath within the b- bigger pattern, um, mm. and. I think it's very important to have those smaller breaths. Like my 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 story about like just the other month here, uh, to uh, have that moment of sense making and and uh, like harvesting the the fruit fruits of whatever change or learning that happened, because. Otherwise, I don't have the the purpose or the energy to do another breath of of change. Um, if it's if it just would be a, a constant, like a, a linear, and I need uh, spaces in between where I I enjoy the fruits of mm. of that labor too. So it's. Uh, in a sense, like you know, you know, but also 
taking care of, of the change or get to know it and decide if you're going to continue on it or what is the next breath looking mm. like. Oh, what's your, your answer to that question? Mm. I really liked both of yours. <laughs> and, and I'm hearing, I'm taking with me like this um, allowance for, or even like necessity of like celebrating, like the, the which is something that I've been struggling with because I'm always on to the next thing and and like kind of a little bit like a hungry hungry soul in that way of being like never satisfied and then as i heard you speak now i'm like huh change is always happening and change is never happening like in a way like who who decides like i mean i think there are flows and rhythms like the pace that we were talking about earlier it's there in a way and at the same time there are there are ways to like you know, just suspend your breath for for a little bit and like actually take a look, almost regardless of where you are in that cycle. Uh, if if there's a sense that you need that, uh, you know, if it, if it doesn't flow naturally or if it's like constrained or if something feels off, then we have that capability maybe. So um, that was a very nice reminder for me actually to to accept that I have that possibility in me. Uh, and no, I lost my train of thought, but that's fine. No, no, but you, we have this uh, uh, capability of uh, uh, when uh, when change has happened. To I think you're speaking about um, to choose <laughs> to continue or pick an express or yeah. There is an and like e- almost like allowance. even regardless of whether it's happened or not, I think that's what I kind of took with me for myself. That it's like, I mean, it doesn't. It it's it is constantly happening, or it isn't happening, or or it doesn't. That doesn't necessarily matter. Like I can, there is. I'm. I'm. Perhaps I heard. I wanted to hear that I was okay to um, take a break. Anyways, like. That it it's not so like <laughs> I'm not like the change is it's changing. So like like we've been saying, like it's I can I can choose to I can think that I choose to do this, or I can think that I choose that I don't do this. And in either way, like it's different than it was the moment before. So like then why do I need to um I don't know, suffer but suffer through the contraction that's not it doesn't you know, there's a rhythm. There's a very clear rhythm there. That's a different. That's a different story, I guess. But it's like there's something there, which is like um, I found some freedom there, like in be- between the breaths, or like in the yeah, in in the middle of the breath, even as well. Like there could be like a space even there, um, and and like yeah, there's space everywhere. Maybe that's the that's what I'm trying to say. Maybe it's another conversation, but it's almost like the, the relationship between uh, uh, change and growth. That the, the the sometimes it's a growth we celebrate after change. Yeah. What I wanted to bring in as well was again the cyclicality of and and the seasonality. Perhaps we have we have um, a, f- a fall, and we have it 
a dying season of, of winter in, in the cycle of, of uh, natural life. And then perhaps in different climates, we can have a longer period of winter. <laughs> we know that so well. Um, and, and in other spaces, they have a detrimentally long period of summer but then then there's um, usually at some point a rain period as well and so um, just just appreciating that wisdom as well of, of the natural cyclicality we have that in naturally in our sleeping as well you know that's sleeping is the downtime that's that's things are integrating in our body and if we cut down on sleep that you know we we get affected by that but you can so I, I really love the image of Kaisa of the breaths and the smaller breaths within the, the big breath um, and looking at our cyclicality and and uh, understanding that there's a space for there's a space for push as well as a space for rest um, and that that can happen mm. uh, and in in your case uh, Amit that. I think that's very much about allowing, allowing for space, um, f- for outside, <laughs> f- for non-action, um, which will inspire something else. I just said it. It's a breath in itself. The non-action. It's so funny. This is not sort of the conversation. I couldn't have dreamt this conversation up in a million, if I would have tried a million years, like uh, not a chance. And I'm so happy that we got to have it. And, and there was like a double click on some topics that are incredibly present for me right now. And so I have this strong sense of having had the conversation that I needed uh, exactly right now for myself. So I'm very, very grateful to both of you for engaging with it. Um, and if people want to find you, either of you, <laughs> and engage with your work, where would you direct them? Kaisa, where? Where do we click? Uh, for me, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, for me, I think uh, with the the project I've been speaking about, uh, it's Tillitsverket. S-E. So, um, yeah. T-I-L-L-I-T-S. I'll get the link in. So that's fine. Yeah, okay. It will be clickable. Yeah. Yes. And Kaisa at tillitsverket.se. And then we just look at the map as well to come visit your bakery, right? And Ola. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, definitely, uh, uh, connect with me on, on LinkedIn or so. And, um, I actually, uh, my, my URL is facilitating change dot, dot se <laughs> fitting, fittingly enough. Yeah. Appropriate. So thank you so much for doing this. This was a lot of fun. And very useful to me. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Likewise. Thank you for hosting us. Thank you for for inviting the space in the conversation. Grateful. Mm-hmm.